What's happening people? Welcome back to the podcast. Before we get into today's episode, the launch of Learn to Lift is finally here. I've launched it to my email list this morning, so they get first dibs. Actually, that's just about to go out, exciting times. So I've already, I thought I'd sent it, but I've actually like pre-sent it, you know, like I've automated it to send right about now. Um, and then tomorrow I'm going to launch it to social media, so my Instagram and stuff like that. Um, so I have about probably 30 to 40 spaces considering how many clients I have just now and um, so once they go I'll be shutting up shop and um, I'd imagine they'll go pretty quickly I'm gonna spend the next week so I'm gonna open them for a week and then shut them shut them in your fucking face when you come at come at me next Saturday and be like Gavin can I join the program I'm gonna be like get to fuck you had your chance you had that week and um, so the everyone sort of knows what it is now it's a uh, program designed to teach you how to lift. So everything that online coaches don't offer with form videos and actually giving you a structure so that you can learn how to lift in the gym, that's what I'm trying to provide as a, someone who has taught quite a fair bit in person as well. And in everything that in-person can't, coaches can't give you, I'm trying to give you as well um, in terms of like lifestyle advice, nutritional advice, and also everything you need to do outside of the, outside of the gym because I'm able to help you with the in-gym stuff way quicker than an in-person coach who's with you for three hours a week. And I'm able to help you with the in-person stuff because a lot of online coaches um, don't give a fuck about that and it's actually a completely different service that they offer. So I do believe this is the, this service in terms of like all my sort of best qualities are all in mind when I've put it together. So it's the best system that I can deliver. Anyway, without fucking bumming my own uh, service, all you need to do is apply via the link below or just DM me on Instagram, Kina's Mustard. The second one, Kina's Mustard, is probably the better option. Also, it just makes me laugh when people send me the message, Kina's Mustard. So you'll see, you'll get my attention if you do that um, and let me know a little bit about yourself. Right. Let's get into today's podcast, no fucking about today. Um, whoa, right, so I didn't want to talk about this whole sobriety thing too much because it's very, I don't want to come across preachy with a not drinking alcohol thing. This wasn't like a, I don't want to like convince people that are going out and enjoying themselves not to drink. I don't want to convince people that are going out and like to drink that this is going to be the best option for their health and mental health. But there's a category of people that I was in the last two years that don't want to drink but can't get away from it or are flirting with the idea of not drinking but they just can't get to do it. That's, um, and from, I've posted like tweets recently and stuff. Um, I've been posting tweets on like my Instagram. Um, I've been, been doing quite a few about sobriety and I realised that subsection of people that I was in for two years is actually huge and it's not a nice place to be when you don't want to drink you don't want any of the negative consequences of drinking but because you've built a life around drinking and you might not have even meant to do this you if you live in a westernized country or in the uk or ireland or australia or new zealand or fuck, i've never been to new zealand but i presume it's the same because they're all the fucking same you don't even need to build a life around drinking you're like drinking is already integrated into the life you're going to live if you're in one of these places so there, there's a massive amount of people 
that want to, that probably do want to stop drinking and they don't know how to do it. So that, this, I'm only a month in, but I've been slowly we, uh, weeding out drink through the last two years. So like 2021, I'd have drank a lot less. 2022, I'd have drank a lot less than that. But still every time I drank and every time I was hungover, I didn't want to be in that state and it wasn't a choice of mine. It was a choice of the event or social pressure. And even though people go, oh, you just should have said you weren't drinking. I, I fucking know that. That's why I'm doing that now, mate. So yeah, we fucking smart arse. Anyway, what was I going to say? Yeah, so the reason I wanted to make this video myself is because I've, if you went on my YouTube history for the last like two years, on all of my home pages, the two common themes would have been anything to do with Celtic. Three common themes actually. Anything like my home page for recommended videos. Sorry. Recommended videos would have been Celtic, Henrik Larson, and anything to do with sobriety. Because YouTube knew that I was interested in sobriety. YouTube knew that I was flirting with the idea of not drinking for two years. So I've watched quite a lot of these videos just to see what people say and stuff. I just sat, the reason I decided to do this podcast, I meant to actually be playing volleyball just now, but it was pissing down, so it got cancelled. So I was like, fuck it, I'll do the podcast. What will I do it about? I was watching these videos that were on my YouTube homepage uh, about people not drinking and stuff, and they're all shite. All of them don't make you want to do it one bit, whereas the feelings I've felt over the last month is like, if you have this feeling that you want to stop drinking, fucking do it because life is better life is literally 10 times better and these guys that are making the videos of not drinking are fucking gimps i just watched a, a bald guy right a bald guy just complaining about how like his life in general and how it was so hard for him not to drink and he's sitting there like on the first he's like week one and he's like the saturday the saturday night came and he was like yeah it was easy until saturday night came and uh, he's like, yeah, and then I was, watching, I was watching a film in the house and then I just wanted a drink. And I'm watching it going like, aye, you want a drink because your life's fucking shit. And you've not, you've, all you've done is take away alcohol and you've been using that alcohol as a crutch for your shite life. And then when you've took it out, you've continued to live that shit life, fix nothing. And obviously you're drawn back to alcohol because you're not fixing anything. You're, you're using alcohol to cope with stuff and then you're not fixing the problems. Do you know what I mean? Now, I could have been a lot harsher about that. He was a fucking weapon. He was American. He was bald. He was doing my fucking nothing. So I had to switch it off and that's why I started the podcast. So if I'm a wee bit hyped, that's why. Because fucking Americans, dull American people, bore the life out of me. Anyway, I've put this into sections. So if you want to watch the section that most applies to you, then you can. Um, and the sections are just just so that you have a fair idea, right? One is them to do is to do with why where you live doesn't matter. Um, then what the other ones we've got, um, staying in isn't the answer. And then I'll speak about that. What what I've been doing and the ideas I've had with what to do with if you're not going to stay in, um, what to do if you go out around drunk people. Um, and then there's a few other ones. Why, why, do you know what? I'm going to tease you. I'm not going to let you know because if I just tell you what they all are, you're like, oh, fucking basically listen to the podcast. Nah, you haven't. Right. Let's go through them. So when I put up, also, 
disclaimer, not trying to get anyone that is enjoying drinking not to drink. I'm also, if you said any of this to me when I was 22 and I was through my period of going out fucking four times a week and enjoying myself, I'd have told you to go fuck yourself. Um, I don't regret all the drinking I have done in my younger years because that's where all my story... Nobody starts a story with that that's funny as fuck and something mental happens with you. I was uh, sober on a Saturday night watching Desperate Housewives. Do you know what I mean? So I don't regret how much I have drank in my past. My brain maybe regrets it a little bit. My lost brain cells maybe regret it. Um, the fact that I fucking forget where my AirPods are eight times a day is probably a reason that I maybe should regret drinking so much. Maybe that's why I find it really hard to book a hotel on the day I want to stay in that hotel. But do you know what? I've got some funny stories, so fuck it. Right, so let's get into the first topic. So when I put up this tweet about me not drinking for the full of January and the benefits I've had and stuff, this is why I know it's important because so many people message me asking me like how I've done it. That's why I'm making the podcast. Now, a lot of people, don't mean to call Irish people out, but I'm calling you out. Um, a lot of people would say, and they, they weren't the only one, but they were the biggest trend. Um, a lot of them were like, I find it really hard to do this because I'm from such and such place in Ireland, usually. Few were like uh, Scotland and stuff. Um, and I'm from fucking Glasgow, mate. Like, we drink as much as yours. It's not a competition, but three out of my four grandparents were alcoholics. When I came back from Australia, my dad was drinking four cans of Stella a night, and we would he'd not be considered an alcoholic. Um, and he doesn't do that as much now, to be fair, because that's what made him um, put on weight. But alcohol is a problem in every westernised country. And not like a problem, but it's like, it's a cultural thing, like going out and getting fucked as a cultural thing. People, people are like, oh, it's easier for you in Australia. See if you said that to like I'm in Melbourne, right? See if you say that to anyone that's lived in Australia or is Australian, they'd be like, "How the fuck are you doing that in Melbourne?" Because I get there, wherever I've lived in the world, Melbourne is where I get offered to drink more than anywhere. There's stuff happening all the time. There's a there's a street called Chapel Street, which is the fucking liveliest. Apart from like maybe Kosan Road, but that's like just fucking Asian tourist city. That's the wildest street like I've ever been in on. Oh, well, maybe not. That's not like fucking Magaluf or something like that. Like it's mental. There's a place called Revolver that doesn't shut from Friday to Sunday and cunts die in it every year. So avoiding drinking here is probably harder than back home. But again, not a competition. I'm not trying to make it out like, oh, fucking we drink more in Glasgow and Ireland. Every cunt drinks everywhere. Everyone has mates that are bad influences everyone has mates that will try to get them a drink. Your mates aren't worse than anyone else's. My mates that I have that would try to get me to drink against my will aren't bad people. It's just culture. That's what that's what it is. It's culture and it's deeply ingrained in us from fucking centuries. Like you, you can't get away from that and it doesn't just, you can't let that stop you from doing it because it's just like a sort of way of getting out of it already. It's a way of stopping yourself to do it already because you know you're going to have to do something different. Um, so I don't believe that where you're from dictates this because it's a problem everywhere. 
and I don't think where you live is anywhere. And you can say electric anywhere, and I'll be like, nah. You can you can say oh, I'm a bartender. I'm like fuck off. All you need to do is just not have your knock off and go home. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah. So like, um, yeah. That that's all I was gonna say about um where you're from. I don't think I was gonna say anything else. Like I had one story written down like to just explain how much drinking is integrated in our culture. But the first, well, I think I started drinking. I was fourteen. And like my first memories of drinking are like, I, I we used to drink Mad Dog. If anyone's from Glasgow, know exactly what Mad Dog is. But the, I remember like the fifth or sixth time I was drinking, I was drinking the orange, the orange one, and I kept like I kept on just having one, and I was getting pretty fucking off my face. And then I was like, right, I'll just have two, and I'll get even more off my face. When I was like fifteen, three hours later, I ended up and I. I not outside out the back of a party from school and i was being sick absolutely everywhere um and whilst i was being sick i'd been out i'd been out the back for like three or four hours at this point being fucking projectile waiting everywhere and then my mate fishy came out and he threw a full bucket of water over my face and i was like what the fuck are you doing and he was like i'm waking you up and i was like mate i was being sick there was sick coming out of my mouth. I wasn't sleep sicking. I was awake. I was being fucking sick. And you threw a full bucket of water over me. You can't. I just can't stand. I'm not like blackout. I'm not like passed out. I just can't fucking stand up. That's like. And then I think I somehow ended up in a wheelie bin that night. I also went into school on the Monday. And apparently the girls like fucking whatever whatever price it was there was a, a big picture that was at the top of our hallway that was worth a lot of money and it had been smashed and I I, I was just like well I was outside the full time um, I'm not going to say any names because maybe it's still a, a touchy subject for whoever's involved but uh, I have a very vague memory of me trying to fall down the stairs to get outside and definitely taking that picture with me Um so yeah, that was the start of the silly things that happened to me when I was drunk. I don't, none of this is like to do properly really do like all, all the regretful things I do when I'm drunk. I'm, it's not really that bad. I'm not really like that when I'm drunk. I don't do, I have the fear just in general. Like, my fear will be like, I've just sat and talked about something I really don't give a fuck about for like an hour. Like I've sat and talked about fucking the Tory government for an hour to someone after I've had 10 pints when I don't give a fuck. That's what my fear is. My fear isn't fucking like texting exes or anything because I don't really do anything like that. My fear is just like having shit conversations with people for ages about shit I really don't care. And I'll sit there and be like, I don't care about Boris Johnson. <laughs> I don't care. Um, do you know what I mean? That's what that's what I get the fear from. Right. This this The next one was, in my opinion... All of these videos paint a picture that like take like taking away alcohol is taking away stuff from your life. Whereas I think it's adding many different new layers you can't possibly have with alcohol. So that's the most of the narrative that I'm gonna have for this podcast. It really winds me up like when I see a lot of other people doing it as if like you, there's no 
there's no fun past alcohol so obviously they're like oh yeah you're more mindful and you're more at peace with yourself and i was like no but there's fucking other shit to this like there's other layers to it so for me staying in isn't the answer to um quitting alcohol um or quitting alcohol and being happy you might be able to do it but i don't think it's actually gonna you're not gonna look at it positively or go like oh that was a good decision to uh, quit quit alcohol you're just gonna want to keep drinking because you've actually you actually have took something away from your life you've took socializing away from your life i'm extroverted as fuck anyone that's i wouldn't say i'm the loudest in the room i'm not the loudest in the room but i'd say 99 percent of people that meet me will know that i'm extroverted I like being around people. I like meeting new people. Um, so for me to take away doing like doing things with other people, I fucking would. I'd end up shooting up heroin. Never mind fucking drinking. Um, so this uh, this bald bald guy, right? So for the first like three, I'm fucking, I may as well just call this podcast this fucking bald cunt. But he was he was with like his wife as well, and like the first three weeks, he stayed in. And then the fourth week, he was like, oh, yeah, I went to to the pool with my wife. He went swimming. After the fourth week of not drinking, the first thing you do is go swimming. Fuck off. Get, I fucking shut my laptop down after that. Anyway, as well as that, when I've been watching people on TikTok as well, all, all, especially in the UK, I suppose, with, with, the winters it's harder but in summer you can do stuff in the uk so i'm not buying that um all of the like girls especially that are not drinking in the uk like they're doing like sobriety sort of videos and like vlogs and all that be like friday night and it'll be like them going back and watching fucking uh sex in the city pampering themselves dyeing their hair and having a, a an eye like a face mask and then waking up on a Saturday fresh. Is it like, that doesn't do it for me. I, I don't like that would not imagine me doing that fucking in here fucking exfoliating and all this. That that is not gonna make me want to not drink. The way I see it is you now have you you have whatever night you usually go out, like the Friday or the Saturday or both, that time you would usually be steaming and not even really present in the brain you now have that time to do something else you now have the full of sunday because i don't care about what see when we've said like where you drink isn't a competition see when it comes to hangovers mines are worse than yours mines are fucking horrific and they last like it's not the f- the second day is actually the worst because i always convince myself i'm going to be fine and then I can't even reply to an email that asks me a yes or no question. Like I can't even get, I can't even gather enough brain cells together in my head to write Y E S. I have to always say no because that's a two-letter choice. Whatever it is, Gavin, do you want ten grand? No. Fuck off. Don't talk to me. My hangovers are horrific. So I and then it's the third day as well. I'm still like slightly i wouldn't say i wouldn't use the word depression i'm just down my mood is consistently lower for the next three or four days after drinking so you now have all of that time back and it should not be spent 
watching fucking sex in the city that's pish that's not adding to your life at all at least watch the office something fucking funny um but for me that that's not the answer at all um i think you, you need to be looking at this as a a whole new way of life i've been looking at it as like i hate because one thing with the way i speak i hate coming across as like self-helpy i hate thinking i'm fucking writing a book that's like um the subtle are not giving a fuck or something i don't want to come across like that i just want to like maybe say the way i think about things and if people feel the same then maybe they can take something on board i suppose that is self-help but i hate it i hate i hate the whole self-help sort of guru space on social media i don't want to to come across like that all all the reason i want to make this video is because every other sobriety video i've seen has been just doesn't sell it at all and just makes it seem as this like negative thing and i just felt like there was someone someone had to do something about it and why not why should that someone not be myself right so next thing we want like follows in nicely is what have i been doing instead and because i'm in australia all of this sounds far-fetched and because i wasn't planning to live here i was only going to come here for two weeks and go home and now i've stayed i had ideas in my head of what because i was going to do this home um I've been wanting to not drink. Like, if you were to look for my WhatsApp history, you would literally see, like, me telling people that I wanted to quit drinking for the last two years and I just didn't do it. Or people would wind me up and say, you won't be able to do it. Or, like, you love drinking and shit. And I'd be like, I don't love drinking anymore. And he'd be like, no, you do. I'd be like, I don't. And then I still wouldn't stop. So I used the New Year resolution thing as a whole. Like, this is me doing it, no going back. So I had plans of how I was gonna do this back home as well. Right, so in Australia, I've actually got like a journal. So I wrote loads of stuff down when at New Year this year, I was coming back to Melbourne from Perth and I brought in New Year on the bells. I had a journal, it's right here. And what, like I had don't drink and massive letters and I had underneath it things I was gonna do. And one of them was volleyball. And I've been playing volleyball <laughs> twice a week. The first time I turned up, they were like, so have you played before? And I was like, I mate, regular down on Dixon, this beach volleyball crack, mate. I all the time fucking just serve me up and I will spank that fucker. I'm a pro. But I had it down. So when I was first here, I was here for like a year, maybe over a year, three or four years ago. Um, I think I actually left three years ago, like yesterday was when I left Melbourne and moved to Sydney and the first time I was here I was working in a bar on the beach and I used to see people playing and I used to the bar was to do with the volleyball so I used to serve them as well and I used to ask them all the time I was like how do you play this volleyball thing it looks well fun it's like a social thing and um, it's down St Kilda if anyone is in Australia and they want to join message if you want to do that message me on Instagram don't be a creep um, but if you're not a creep you can come play with us anyway I seen it all the time and all the time I was too hungover or drunk at the time of volleyball to ever play. I would try sign up, I would Google it and it'd be like you have to phone and I'd be hungover and I'd be like, I'm not phone I can't I can't phone something when I'm hungover. Um and if he asked me I will scream at him, No No So 
I never played the full time and it goes on the full summer for six months, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I never once done it because I was drinking all the time. So I wrote that down in this journal that that was going to be one of the things I was going to do instead of drinking. And I've played it like six times. That's maybe like, what, this month I've played it like six times. So sometimes I've done twice a week. And it's like a social thing. You meet people at it. It's not even the meeting people. You gather people that you're friends with to play it. It's a bit like five asides, but five setting up five asides with all your mates is fucking hard. Um, so you only need like three or four people and then you play in a... Um, like there's like 20 30 teams and it's fucking class now if i hated this there was other things i was going to do but this was my first option i kind of knew i was going to like it so that this is what i mean about not staying in obviously this isn't at the weekend i've been doing stuff at the weekend as well but i'll go through that in a second but for me that this was a big one and if i never done that i'd have tried something else um now obviously like I said, unless you live in Uddingston, which is obviously the prime spot in the UK for volleyball, um, then you can't really fucking do that in the UK. So I had other options that I was thinking about. I seen like three people um, from back home, literally like a random girl that I don't even know on Instagram. I seen her doing it. So I was going to message her. There was like two other people I seen doing it as well. They were doing these cold dips in Loch Lomond and I, I don't know anything about it but from people's stories it looked like they were maybe doing it like Friday and Saturday. It looked like they were doing it multiple times a week and it looked like they were choosing like nice bits of Loch Lomond. Loch Lomond's one of my favourite places in the full world. If I live back home um, I will move closer to there because when I was in Glasgow that's all I spoke about. I was like I want to be a wee bit closer to there. Cause I'll, I actually love it. It's the nicest. It's like my favorite place in the world. I reckon. Just to set if, I, if you said, do you, where would you want to sit? Just for like an hour by yourself and ask me anywhere. I would probably choose Lot Lomond. It's so nice. So I seen them doing that, and that's like a, it's like 30, 40 people. It looks like they just go in and fucking sit in the cold water, and then they maybe do something after, like stretching or something. I'm not sure. But it looks very social. They all look like it looks like a really good way to meet people, meet different people as well. I highly doubt these people are fucking at a rave the night before. So it looks fucking nice. So I was looking at that. Then the other thing I was looking at and I've been considering for years, the reason I'm not doing it yet is because I enjoy the way I'm training and I can't really do it yet um, because I won't be able to do both. But CrossFit... Um, I would choose I would definitely be up for doing CrossFit because of the social aspect I've said this I think I said this on one of the podcasts before that Bali the one in Bali's put me off a little bit with CrossFit because they, they were all cunts that, that was I think but I don't think that as most CrossFitters but the one in that Bali place man that was like any bodybuilding gym I don't so I don't really like these type of people all with our like even even if I was in good shape, you could just tell when someone is that way inclined when they take their top off that that's all they have. That's all there is to them. Do you know what I mean? That like their pride and joy is the way they look, and they haven't spent. Any- it's not even that that means you're a cunt because obviously there's nice people that are in well good shape. That's a fucking ridiculous statement. 
but you know the way the way someone carries themselves, you can just tell like they've spent no time fucking working on any other part of themselves apart from the way they look, and you can tell by the way they parade it around, like it's an insecurity sh- shining through. Do you get what I mean? I don't know, because I'm fucking w- waffling on shit there. Like, m- maybe none of those concepts make any sense, but that's just the way I felt. And you know the way, like, I spoke to them, so I got that vibe straight away. Like, there was a girl in there that was like, we went out with them all one time, and I won't say any names, and only, like, one person would know who this is anyway. Anyway, she came up to me when we were out in Bali, and she was like, oh, do you want to come... I didn't even know her, I didn't even know her name. She asked my name three times, I didn't know her name. And she kept on asking my name after I gave her mine. And she was like, oh, do you want to come see my art um, in this show in Bali? And I was like, what? And then she started showing me on her Instagram. And she was like, yeah, if you come share it to your story. I was like, absolutely not. Get away from me. <laughs> Get to fuck. Get the fuck away from me. This is what people told me Bali was going to be like. I didn't think it was actually going to be like this. So, CrossFit, right, fucking going off on tangents, CrossFit, I'll try it, I, I'm pretty sure most people aren't like that. Um, another thing, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, I've, well, I've got a, new listeners, a lot of new listeners from this one, the one with Brad, he, Brad doesn't drink either, by the way, like, I didn't ever, we had no beers together in Bali, um, so we were maybe going to go to Spain for a few months and learn Spanish. Obviously, that's not feasible for a lot of people. Um, but even then, I was going to just start learning Spanish in Glasgow. I'd looked it up before. I, and I, the reason I was going to do it, like, I wouldn't sit and learn it in the house. Everything I'm talking about is social because that's what you're missing um, when you don't drink. And that's what people are scared of when they stop drinking is losing the socializing. So they notice how none of these are things that you sit and do on your own. Um, that's why I think working out from home shit as well because you're on your own. And um, that's why I think people don't stick to it. Look, people forget how important socializing actually is to their life. So learning Spanish, the reason I wanted that one and in classes is when, where did you make most of your mates in school, uni, work? If you're in a classroom of 30 people all trying to like, learn Spanish, you would make mates there. That was my thought process anyway. Um, and also, a th- big thing that has held me back with foreign people is this fucking accent. Cause, so I can't hold a conversation with a French person. They don't have a fucking clue what I'm saying. Um, so if I can speak Spanish, then that was my thought process. I sound like I'm fucking having a midlife crisis here. But I swear I'm not. It sounds like a midlife crisis, but... I just reckon learning Spanish would be something that will, you know, just something that sets you apart. No, no kind of else is learning Spanish. I want to learn Spanish. However, that is probably um, Nick twenty twenty four what twenty twenty four. I love to forget what year it is. Um, I think as well. I don't. I, I'm not avoiding going out. I would avoid going out when I know that everyone I'm going to be with is going to be intoxicated. Like as long as there's people that can hold a conversation, because you're probably not going to be fucking, you know what I mean, shouting the yeah yeah and Colo Tuli song, like when you're out. Do you know what I mean? That's not what's going to happen to you because you're sober. That's just something you do when you're drunk. Do I sing the yeah yeah and Colo Tuli song when I'm drunk? Probably. Um, but yeah, you want to have some sort of like, I, the whole theme is this has to be a, a way of 
still socialising and finding new ways and making them like exciting because they are exciting because I fucking wanted to play volleyball for three years and I never ever done it and you know what when I played it was some of the most fun I've had in my life so the idea that, that like this whole uh, taking away drinking taking, takes away all of your chances to socialise is only you only think like that because of all these bald fucking boring cunts right on to the next one right if you go out because you do need like because I'm not wanting people to avoid going out and it is different like you're used to using drinking as your way of socialising and then as soon as you strip that away you're essentially dealing with a whole new stressor because you're used to that environment when you're drunk um, so one of that, like, that was like one of the biggest things that I wanted to work on uh, especially when I came away because I've I sp- when I came back from Australia so like I kept fucking like looking back at my time in Australia and being like I was so much more confident just around people even though I was drinking all the time even when I was sober I was because I was in because I was going out all the time just doing stuff all the time because the lifestyle was a bit different here I was like I want to be like that again because I'd sp- I came home and I literally just locked myself away trying to start this business so like I was trying to I was essentially doing what what I'm against to start the business it was a necessary ne- necessary necessity um, to get get it off the ground but at the same time I lost like because I've locked myself away that much I did lose a wee bit of like being able to just take the piss the, actually the way that I usually am like see see if you're with me and I've it's been 10 minutes and I've not fucking took the piss in some sort there's something not right or I've not been living the way I'm meant to be living because that's my natural state is just like just not being a wind up but I just I find it hard to say to have a conversation with someone and have five sentences back and forth without me saying something fucking ridiculous I find that very difficult that's just my personality anyway so I wanted to get that back and that was one of my I wanted to do that without having to drink and I wanted to just build up that confidence of being able to go out and not be be fucking anxious about it do you know what I mean and although that sounds pathetic if you ask 99% of people if they were to just go out without drinking would they feel anxious yeah so it's not really a ridiculous thought um, so when I've been doing it like I've now went out loads like loads and I've been in situations where it's been new people I've been in situations where it's been people I knew and like if I look back at it like now I've been going out and I'm not thinking about it so something's changed because the first two or three times I was pretty nervous about it so before New Year I went out with about 20 people that is quite a lot to be fair I only knew three of them um, so I went out with all of them so I just walked into a group of 20 people and I was like alright um, and I was like I sat down and I was like oh fucking hell right okay here I'm in the fucking deep end now um, and it was fine after an hour but like that's scary but when when you've been there for an hour you probably do say a few stupid things you're like why the fuck did I say that um, <laughs> I'm just fucking I always say ridiculous stuff that I've, I've just realised I said something I shouldn't have said to someone and I thought about it as soon as I left. I was like, why have you said that, you dick? Um, but anyway, 
So you're going into situations like that, and that's what I wanted to do. But over the month, I I could now walk into that like, and I would have about a tenth of the anxious feelings I had at the start, which is a positive, which you wouldn't get if you had four pints before you got there, because then you would just need the four pints again. So there's another aspect to this that I feel like the bald fucking cunts leave out that you grow as a person it forces you to do stuff you would not do if you had the crutch of drinking now also when you're out um, those four drinks that you have if you're out what other people are drinking they're having the four drinks right so this so see if you were all sober you would all be in this in the same boat and like when have you ever met 20 odd people and it's just been like that like you just all had it off and there isn't a little bit of awkwardness that's just not how humans don't automatically click like 20 new humans don't just start click and talking to each other they have they have to have small talk figure out if they've been in common figure out if they fucking hate them and then leave um so after when you go into these situations see once everyone else has had the four drinks and they loosen up you just go with that flow like they've loosened up so you automatically loosen up they get a wee bit louder and they open up a wee bit more so you can then open up a wee bit more so you just follow what they're doing and it's just like you don't even mean it it's just a whole like it's the atmosphere and the environment of being in a social situation the awkwardness just eventually fades so i've actually sometimes been sitting in it and like i've went to get awkward and then just went why am i get, like not get awkward i've went to like overthink that it's awkward and then just immediately being able to think to myself i've been out 10 times the last like month and this has faded within like half an hour and it's literally just like people are meeting each other for the first time do you get what i mean so like that awkwardness goes away for me oh and the last thing i wanted to know about the whole going out thing is see once you do it and you don't drink there's other people out not drinking you just don't spot them when you're fucked so like i'll notice it quite a lot i can now because i didn't know what non-alcoholic beer was i wouldn't even spot that now i can spot it i'm like oh he's on the zero percenters you can see when people are like going up to the water fountain and stuff and keep getting water there's other people doing it and there's a lot more people in this boat which is why i thought it was important to make this than you think there's loads of people there's loads of people that don't want to spend three days of the week fucked when brain fog loads of people you'd be surprised wouldn't you right moving on to the next one is in fact the non-alcoholics so i used to think non-alcoholic beers were for fucking virgins i'm not gonna lie i thought they were for utter gimps if i ever seen someone with non-alcoholic beer the first thought in my head would be to be to smash it to be honest about what's the point you're either drinking or you're not drinking i was probably like i would probably be my worst enemy five years ago even four years ago three years ago three years ago three years ago like i wouldn't have let myself be who i want to be if you know what i mean that fucking sounds way deeper than it meant to be not like that um anyway been trying them out i've tried about four different ones like Peroni, people won't know the Aussie makes, there's like Carlton or something like that. Um, I'll try a few when I go home. One of my mates said Guinness is actually all right, which I, automatically I would think Guinness 0% must be disgusting. Peroni was good, but I actually do quite like the taste of beer. So 
when when you drink these they're the exact they do taste the same if you get it really cold it's really nice what i didn't think about in terms of non-alcoholic beer is see just cracking open a beer when you've like so i wouldn't have one of these on like a monday um if it's if it's a saturday and i'm finished work or whatever i've went down and met my mates in melbourne i've like went here i'm gonna go get like two non-alcoholic beers there's something about cracking open a beer that just relaxes you and obviously most people associate that with the feeling that alcohol gives you but even though you're not like you don't feel remotely drunk it's just the act of opening up a beer because you've associated it with alcohol and maybe clocking off of work in the past it still sort of it doesn't give you a feeling you don't feel buzzed but you just feel relaxed does that make sense so it just it just lets you switch off from work i don't know how it does it maybe they're putting something else in it you know what i mean maybe there's something else in it doing something but for me non-alcoholic beer as soon as i started drinking it it's maybe just because it tastes nice and it makes you feel like you're not like missing out if you know what i mean like because i do love a pint i do love a draft pint um but non-alcoholics um and it also has it has zero zero negatives maybe calories i've not actually checked the calories on them probably very similar to actual beer um and oh yeah the last one well not the last one the last part of the non-alcoholics if this doesn't sum up well i used to think a non-alcoholic beer i don't know what does me and my best mates even we talk about people that would get you to drink this is the man this man would get you to drink a pint at your fucking granny's funeral i shouldn't really say that if we're talking about people to get you drink this man would get you to drink at your mum's funeral this well that is a drinking event isn't it i think I think you I think people drink at their mum's funeral. Aye, well, fuck that analogy, right? Anyway, the guy loves a pint. But we, and I did uh, very much so at the time as well, we were doing a freestyle. I used to do this sport called freestyle football, like gimpiest. I was going to say gayest, but again, I'm allowed to say gay jocks because my mum's gay, so we'll say gayest, right? Gayest um, sport of all time. And we were doing, uh, we were doing an event in Ukraine, God bless, and we were meant to be performing at the champions league final and the night before it was the women's final so we got tickets to go to that before doing the male final and we were like right we'll go have a few drinks at it what other what best way could we possibly um prepare for the next day than getting absolutely fucked at the women's final so we get there we're but this is class like nice wee stadium and all that we have four four beers right and i'm feeling pretty fucking lit and that like we're pushing each other we're fucking having a laugh we've put up a few stories and all that we're like fucking this is gonna be some night and then we go back to order some more and jamie turns to me after buying four more beers and he just looks dead into my eye and he's like we are sober as fuck because we were drinking zero percenters so there must be something to do with the whole even just drink the act of drinking a beer just chilling you out it must there must just be something else to a beer that does something for you because we were and as soon as he said that i clicked in i was like i'm not drunk 
I'm absolutely not drunk at all. So there must be something to it. Um, I think, what have we got? We've got two more. Oh yeah, yeah, so the last two. Um, the, the big one, and a lot of people have been asking me about this as well, is um, what to do when people ask you why you're not drinking. Now that might sound like the simplest thing in the world, but it can be the most frustrating question you've ever heard in your life because it's not really the question, it's the multiple times people ask. People don't ask you once, they ask you, they don't ask you twice, and they don't ask you three times. They ask you 48 times within 10 minutes, why don't you drink? And they just reframe the question another way. Or what is it about drinking that makes you not drink? Well, that's the same question. Uh, did something happen to you that makes you not drink? Oh, that's just another, you just added like one word to that question. Um, so I think just like any question, you'll get better at answering it over time. I've, I find that question that question would really irritate me before. I think that question is, because so, I, I would have done a few things where I, I wasn't drinking before I've started it this year and that question would really wind me up because I'd be like, this is why people don't drink. But really that was my own issue that I just had to go over because people are always going to ask that question so you may as well come up with solutions for it. So I think the more assertive you are, the better. See if you can look at someone and straight in the eye with confidence and just go, I just don't drink. That'll be sufficient enough. So that's been working with me. I just go, I don't drink anymore. And I look them dead in the eye, and if you just look like you're fine with being there and you're confident, they don't. They will just be like, "All right." And um, whereas if they know that you you kind of maybe want to drink or you're not comfortable being there without a drink, they keep asking. And I don't think it's a it's not a thing that people know they're doing, but they do it. So I think the more assertive you are, the better. And I think that is something that will just come with time. Um, however, I've started to have a wee bit of fun with it sometimes. Um, I like trying to freak people out, so I think there was one girl that I didn't even know that was like friends with one of my flatmates, or worked with my flatmate, and she asked me, um, she asked me four times why I didn't drink, and she started to look like concerned about my well-being, um, like as if it, it was like sad that I wasn't drinking. So when she she start like when she started kind of changing her tone like oh like you really don't want to drink are you okay I was like I just I just can't drink because if I do I think about my, what my uncle did to me when I was six and I just held eye contact with her for a good five seconds and she got really fucking awkward and then she sort of left after that and I was like oh, fuck off then the, if you can freak them out because. If someone's asking me that question over and over again, I don't want them anywhere near me. So I will deliberately do something to fuck them off, to either make them feel uncomfortable or piss them off. I don't really like pissing them off, so I try and make them feel uncomfortable. I try and make them think like, oh, he's really fucked up. And I'll just, the, the key to this, you can say anything. Do you know what I mean? You can just say like, I usually like to stick with the nonsense sort of stuff because I just know that that subject can, can get people. But you can say anything, I suppose. But I'd say that's probably a good topic. That that topic just I've used it maybe two or three times. Not not a lot, but I've I've got a good ratio of it working so far. Um, so you you know that one's gonna work. That's the one I would use personally. Um, but again, it's just the assertive, the assertiveness. If you if you say it with confidence that you don't drink, you'll be fine. Um, and a lot of, like see as you get older as well. Notice that like 
people that are, I'm not hanging about with people in their 40s, right? So apologies to the people that are in their 40s that I'm not, like, I can't be like, I, I can only speak from experience, but people in their early 20s have less understanding, which is fair. And then I find people that are older um, kind of understand why you don't want to live experience bad hangovers. They also realise that there's more life than drinking and stuff. So, yeah. Um, in my opinion, with this question, if you get annoyed by it, you lose straight away because it, it starts irritating your night. They realise that you're annoyed, so they start, they keep doing it more. Then maybe someone else will do it as well. So it's on you not to get annoyed by that question, I reckon. And if you're just assertive, have fun with it, tell them something fucked up, do whatever. Key is, if you want to tell them fucked up, something fucked up, make eye contact because that freaks them out more. Um, right, so I think we'll... I'll start wrapping up, but there's a few important things I want to say. When it comes to not drinking, for me, I think you need to change the narrative to not what you're losing to what you're gaining. Because for me, I've gained so much more than lost. I've not lost socialising and I've gained so many new ways to socialise. You gain more confidence, your head's clearer, you gain more time. Time is the main one. Um and you, you just gain a whole new perspective on drinking. You don't really lose anything. You don't lose anything at all. The only thing I would say is for, if you go out for six hours, for two or three hours of that night, that night is better with drink. Not when you're completely fucked in my opinion, but when you're like between your second and your fifth pint, we'll say pint, because I don't really, I would go with, every, I would measure everything in pints you would have a better time then. Then after that fifth one, when you're starting to not really remember things and you're really fucked and you think you're having a good time, but when I've been out with you sober, I realise you can't string a sentence together and you, all you do is like go to the chippy after and you've not had a conversation with anyone. You think you're having a good time, you're not. You're not doing anything, you're just drunk. Um, so for me, you gain so much more. I don't think it should be this whole negative thing. I don't think it should even be... It's daunting that you'll have to find new ways to socialise but it should be a little bit exciting it should be like I'm going to fucking gain so much more I'm going to become a better person for this I'm going to have so much more to do in my life I'm going to be more confident I'm going to be I'm going to have a my baseline of happiness is going to be better it's not going to you're not going to have that buzzed feeling but your baseline is constantly going to be a wee bit better so for me it's a positive change I wrote down on that plane, I reckon this will be up there with, well actually I wrote down, I didn't want to say up there because I actually wrote down this might be the biggest decision in my life and so far I still feel confident. I've got more work done than I've ever done and the, the, how clear I am on what I need to do to achieve what I want is so clear and I'm doing it every day and I'm socialising and life's good. So I reckon. If you're on the fence, fucking do it. Just set yourself the rule from Monday. Go on Monday and just do it. It'll probably be the best thing you ever fucking do if you don't watch Desperate Housewives on a Saturday. <laughs>